Hello and welcome. Oh, I was like, I don't know if you're going to say anything because you're chewing. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome to Killer Crime and Sister Time. I'm Sydney. I'm Liberty. And we're late. (laughs) Right, but at the same time, like, I feel like our listeners respect the hustle. Like, I am fucking grinding over here. She is grinding, and so am I. I'm an ROTC fucking nursing student. I am drowning. (laughs) Doing her absolute best, folks. Mm. I also just signed up for a CrossFit class at the Chinook, so I'm very excited. Look at you. It's only an hour, and I was like, I can make that work in my day. Like, an hour? I hate doing my own workouts in there because, like, no offense if any frat boys from Wazoo listen to this, but the frat boys in the Chinook, like, scare the fuck out of me. Like, I've never been scared of men in the gym until I made it to the Chinook because they just have, like, no regard for, like, space or any gym etiquette and makes me want to die. I grew up... or. My fitness journey grew up in a bougie LA fitness in fucking Vancouver, Washington. Like, I was spoiled from the get-go. And then to come here and have to deal with this shit, I was like, no. And so I think the CrossFit's going to be way more fun. Yeah, there you go. That'll be a good time. Exactly. And they do a lot of things that you need to do for, like, army fitness tests. And I was like, that could be super helpful. Like, deadlifting and shit. There you go. I know, right? Get shit done getting shit done um i should also let you guys know that now we think we're gonna start recording on tuesdays um i'm gonna be completely honest i think we're just gonna record when we fucking can (laughs) i would like to do it like as early as possible just like get it out of the way but like you know life just gets life happens life does happen yeah um how have you been other than being a busy bitch um really good sorry i found a site with a bunch of stories that i was going to tell today and then i must have accidentally clicked it out earlier while i was doing homework so i'm a little disappointed um i will have to find that while you're telling your story by the way okay but pretty good i was kind of going through it last week so something super sweet guys is john my boyfriend and sydney got together and they sent me cookies and ice cream cookies and it was really sweet we did that was pretty cool because liberty told us she was going through it so i texted john and i was like what do we do Yes. So, and then super exciting things. I have Doug, the infamous Doug. He's coming down for the weekend. It's dad's weekend. So we will be taking him to the frats um, with our own, with his own, because I'm underage, his own 30 rack of bush apple. I love that for him. I'm just going to make him get it for his own <laughs> self, you know, respect credit. Like, you know, his own things, you know, right, right. I'm not involved. Um and then I have John coming on Monday. So Doug leaves Sunday. I have John coming on Monday. And then John leaves Friday morning. And then mom and Sydney get here Friday afternoon. And I get my first fucking tattoo next Friday. We're all getting matching-ish tattoos. I know. I finally will be of legal age. I am finally 18 soon. I know. I'm so excited for you. One week from today. I know. I don't think things are going to be really any different because you can't do anything now until you're 21. So, well, you know what you can do though? Go buy lottery tickets. Yeah. And tattoos. And lottery tickets. 
because I'm a huge gambler. And and you can boat. I can boat. I can boat. You can yeah. get your boater's license when you're under 18. Well, I know, but you can actually boat at 18. Oh, I thought you said boat, like a boat. <laughs> vote? No, I can't. And I, thought, I thought you were talking about registering to vote, which you can do at 17. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can. Yeah. Uh, they have all over Pullman. I'll just walk up to one. Yes, yeah. You can also do it online in Washington, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I can, uh, yeah, I can do it anywhere. How are yeah. you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm super excited to get a tattoo. It's been a while since I got a tattoo, um, like since before law school. So I'm pretty excited to get another one. I'm scared. Um, you're scared? Yeah. You're not that bad. I'll probably just watch Netflix because I won't be able to like look at it. You're getting it on a part of your body that's like not on the bone. So you should be fine. I did that on purpose. Even though I talked to the official rules for regulation for the military is your wrists. So I was talking to my instructor and I was like, where should I cut it off? And he was like, well, anywhere the PT shirt doesn't cover. And I was like, okay, well, it's a short sleeve shirt. Like, I don't want yeah, that. that's stupid. So I, want full, I want a full sleeve. And then the kids and one of the kids that was in there, he was like, I have two sleeves. He was like, uh. <laughs> Lainey has a sleeve. Huh? Lainey, our friend who I'm a bride, has a sleeve. She yeah, was a exactly. now she's an officer. They just recommended that. It's not a rule. They were just like, well, once you get higher up, they're like, do this. And I was like, ah, but I want to sleeve. Plenty of people have sleeves, so you're fine. I am. Yeah. So, so excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to get on my under boob area. It'll be pretty cute. We need to post it on the podcast Instagram, too. Yes, of course. You guys will get to see it. We need to document our whole journey. Yes, naturally. I'm pretty excited to visit you and go to Trihop. Oh my god, yeah, you get to go to fucking Trihop. Dude, guess what shift I have to work? 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. Yeah, we always give the freshmen the worst shift. (laughs) Rude as fuck. I'm just kidding. I don't really care. You get to work opening shift like your junior, senior year, though. Yeah. Yeah, but I won't be here my junior, senior year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, nursing school. Yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. It's just two hours and it's food distribution. So I'm just, like, I'll be busy the whole time. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. ask the ROTC kids if they'll buy tickets. So. You have to make them, obviously. I know. Well, I'll just be, like, super, like, get your get your stuff. It's super cool. I'll, I'll, I'll be, like, it's St. Jude, so don't be a dick. Oh my god, speaking of Greek life, we got the funniest fucking letter on our porch today. We have betas right across the street from us, you know? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> to the beautiful, or to the baddest babes on the row, I need to know more Tridelts, add my snap. And it's this kid's Snapchat. And I'm like, <laughs> stop. That's so bold. I love it. Iconic. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I've been good. I'm excited to visit you. I'm excited for a tattoo. I'm excited for Pullman food again. Oh my god. Well, Cougar country. Old Euro. Um, We're going to whatever that place is in Moscow. The Breakfast Club? No. Um, Bloom? Yeah, Bloom. We're going to fucking Bloom. Also the Mexican restaurant in Moscow. Mm, and Tintans. 
Ooh, yes, Tin Tans. I've been eating the fuck out of Tin Tans lately. Like, literally once a week after Chapter, I run my ass to Tin Tans. Love that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so feeling good. Pretty excited. My dog just rang his bell, but I think it was an accident. It startled him a little. <laughs> he was like, shit. <laughs> What's it like being a big girl lawyer? Um, well... I'm only a lawyer in Washington right now, so I'm not a lawyer in Kansas yet, but um, it's pretty cool. I like, you know, it's something I've worked for since I was like five years old, so it's pretty exciting to be here. <laughs> like you made it, bitch. Yeah, and like I never have to go to school again, which is pretty cool for me. That's um, facts. Yeah. That's facts. Like my husband's out here working on a master's degree and I'm like don't gotta do that anymore for real what's will getting his master's in again um business oh fuck yeah yeah heck yeah i know porter because he's a badass fuck yeah i know uh one of the sergeants that's one of my instructors he has his master's in like a mere emergency like natural disaster like management oh no captain bosky one of my fire cadet instructors he was working on like i think it was a bachelor's in it or was a master's i can't remember he was working on a degree in that though apparently that's like a super big like cool one to have apparently i have no clue i mean there's always going to be a natural disaster so that's facts always <laughs> an emergency right all right well um ready for our stories yeah so to preface this um she's days and gays <laughs> sorry i thought that was funny <laughs> In honor of National Coming Out Day, I just thought I'd throw that one in there. That was funny. Um, <laughs> throw that one in the mix. No. But in honor of spooky season, my favorite holiday, I thought we could, like, mix it up. Like, so I told Sydney, instead of doing, like, a crime this week, we could do, like, uh, whatchamacallit, like, urban legends or, like, you know, tales and shit like that. So that's what our theme is, and I'm very excited. I really wanted to look into something. So I think we're going to do, like, maybe one or two cool themes for the month and have like a really cool Halloween special. I've been thinking of some ideas. So plotting. Oh my God. I've just got the best idea. Okay. You start with your story while I write this down. <laughs> okay. Um, so for my like spooky creature slash myth slash what have you, I chose um, Mothman. Yes. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I want a Mothman tattoo. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so Mothman is a re- creature that has reportedly been seen in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Um, the creature was first seen in November of 1966. Um, on the 12th, a group of grave diggers allegedly spotted something strange. They looked up and saw a huge creature that looked like a brown human being soar above their heads on the 15th so three days later two young couples reported a sighting as well uh this was roger and linda scarberry and steve and mary mallet i think that's how you say that Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and the couple told police that they saw a large gray creature with glowing red eyes when the car's headlights caught it. And allegedly it was like keeping up with their car as they were driving. Uh, Jesus Christ. What? That sounds fucking terrifying. Like you got this big ass like. Right. Uh, They said the creature looked like a large flying man with 10 foot wings. Uh, Like I said, they claimed that the car followed or the creature followed their car around all the TNT area, which was a site of a former World War II munitions plant. And as they were driving out of the TNT area, it disappeared into the woods. Um, Yeah, or it's into a nearby field, sorry. And then disappeared as they headed towards town. So super creepy. Uh, (laughs) as the week went on more and more people started reporting sightings so two volunteer firefighters claimed that it was a large bird with red eyes zag you cannot eat mom's laptop please stop sorry my dog wants to chew on my laptop did you mention point pleasant yes west virginia there's a statue of mothman i'll get to it I'm sorry. I went to look up pictures for my post later. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're <Shut> good. Up. <laughs> no, I will get to it. Um, so, like I said, two volunteer firefighters claimed that it was a large bird with red eyes. The sheriff, on the other hand, believed it to be a large heron. So, you know, also a bird. These reports continued for the following year. Uh, Less and less, but still. At one point, Newell Partridge claimed that he saw strange patterns on his TV one night and a mysterious sound from just outside his house. When he went out to investigate the sound, he claims to have seen two red eyes resembling bicycle reflectors looking back at him. What does he mean strange patterns on the TV? Like, uh how would i describe it like static but not like staticky just like you know things coming across it like Got that it. also i'm gonna tell my kids this was mothman <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that was really funny <laughs> no one else can see but she showed me a picture of a man dressed in something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I told my kids this was Mothman. Okay, she just showed me a picture of Trump. (laughs) Trump is Mothman. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, oh, what's this? Oh my god. Yeah, never mind. Sorry, my dog. Anyway, (laughs) yes. (laughs) I apologize. Okay. Um, I lost my spot. I've been distracted. Okay. So he saw the two red eyes resembling bicycle reflectors looking back at him. He also claimed uh, that same night that his dog disappeared. Uh, So that's a big bummer. Uh, Don't like dead dogs. Right. No one likes dead dogs. That's terrible. Yeah. Kill the humans. Leave the dogs alone. Right. So... You know, after all these sightings are coming coming out, Dr. Robert L. Smith at West Virginia University told reporters that it could have been a sandhill crane. So these birds are nearly the height of a man with a seven foot wingspan and reddish coloring around their eyes. 
if I saw that bird in real life, I'd probably shit my pants. Honestly, you should look it up because it is really creepy and like it, you know, kind of matches the description of what everyone's talking about, like the 10 foot wingspan, the brownish right. red eyes, like it it would make sense. Sand hill um, crane. Sand hill crane. Yeah. That's a big ass bird. It is a big ass bird. And like this wouldn't have been the bird's normal migration route, which is why no one else would have like known what it was because they aren't normally there and so yeah it wouldn't have been normal regularly recognizable by the town people and it would be freaky exactly Uh, and I'm sure anything (laughs) with that large of a wingspan would fly pretty quickly which is why it could keep up with cars right but at the same time if it's not their normal migration then why is it there uh the Dr. Robert Smith figured it could have gotten lost off of its migration pattern i don't know i mean we're it's just reaching for scary. straws man yeah, oh, yeah. more fucking reasonable <laughs> simply more reasonable than a lost bird exactly fuck up birds don't get lost bro <laughs> oh um some people have even suggested that this was simply a prankster whose joke got away from them or others have claimed a paranormal explanation that Mothman was the harbinger of a cause co- like of doom, which kind of came true. Um, the next I about this theory, yeah. So, uh, you know, like I said, there had been Mothman sightings for about a year after 1966. So it the first sighting like I said was in November of 1966 and on December 15th 1967 just over a year after the first sighting Silver Bridge which was originally built in 1928 and it connected Point Pleasant to Gallipolis Ohio I'm so sorry that it's probably wrong but it's also Ohio so I don't know if I it's fine um, <laughs> um, the bridge collapsed, resulting in the deaths of 46 people. The collapse was due to the fact that the bridge was packed full of cars and was not built to sustain that much weight. The weight resulted in an eyeball near the top of the bridge cracking, oh. resulting in a snapped chain and ultimately cars and pedestrians falling into the water below. I watched Final Destination too young, so that's literally my worst fucking nightmare. Like, driving to Portland all the time, I literally was, like, yeah. shitting my pants, like, consistently. Yeah. Bridge classes are scary as hell. And then, especially if you think about it, it's in December in a cold area. Like, Ohio gets cold in the winter, you know, and I'm assuming West Virginia does, too. Right. Like, there's just no, like, surviving that. Like, it's not. Yeah. 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 That's just um, Yeah. People also claim to have seen Mothman shortly before the bridge collapse, um, making them think that, you know, it was, um, like I said, a harbinger of bad news um, and that Mothman was actually warning them that something bad was going to happen because after the 1967 bridge collapse, no sightings of Mothman occurred anymore. Right. So, festival and statues. 
In 2002, Point Pleasant hosted their first Mothman Festival. The festival pulls in 10 to 12,000 people each year. Shut up. Deadass. Um, they also boast a 12-foot metallic statue of Mothman, which was unveiled in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> first thing I saw when I looked at Mothman, I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so do they, like, build... So they, like, think he's good now because... He thinks it's like he's like a warning system, or they just think it's like some spooky, like like how the P- right, like how the PNW like worships like Bigfoot and shit. Yes, yes, Got it. Okay. Bigfoot. Um, the festival is held the third weekend in every September, and it includes speakers, vendors, a pancake eating contest, and hay rides. Right, because nothing says Mothman more like a pancake eating contest. Exactly. The so correlation you're... is just exponential. <laughs> and you know it's so funny. So I was um like doing research for this, right? And but... uh, I just remember an episode of and that's why we drink where M yeah. where they're talking about how much they fucking love Mothman and they want to go to the Mothman festival. And I love M. I think they're hilarious. So um, I also want to go to the Mothman festival. I as well want to go with to the Moth. Oh my God. They're they're coming to like Portland. Like their tour like comes to Portland. Ooh, that's exciting. Christine just had her baby. So I know that baby's pretty fucking cute. Yeah. Oh, okay. So a couple more things. Sorry, yes. before we get distracted. Um, so sightings since the 60s. Um, no one has really sighted Mothman since then. But every once in a while, a sighting will emerge. A, a sighting, quote unquote, will emerge. Um, for example, in 2016, a man who recently moved to Point Pleasant claimed to have seen a mysterious creature jumping from tree to tree. He also claimed he had never heard of Mothman until his own spotting of him. So he's claiming, like, oh, I didn't even know this thing existed. Uh, And, yeah, I got my sources from Wikipedia and all that's interesting. And then I was listening to uh, My Favorite Murder, and one of them did Mothman, which was pretty funny because I wasn't, I had already finished my research. So I was just listening, and that came up, so... Yeah, exactly. That is really cool. For some reason, I have a vi- I remember listening to a watching something on Mothman because sometimes I like to go down the rabbit hole of like creepy pastas on YouTube. Of I course. can't now because Kaylin's gone and I'm by myself. So and that's, that's spooky. Yeah, that's too fucking spooky for Liberty. But I remember like apparently like conspiracy theorists saying like Mothman's part of the government or something, but because before like big like big disasters mothman pops up so like 9-11 they have like pictures of mothman at the towers like i remember hearing about this and like was it what are some other big events that are like i don't know but i remember like hearing theories like that mothman was at like a bunch of these like other big things too and so he's like part of the government or some shit like a government experiment gone wrong or something like that oh my god that's ridiculous i've heard a bunch of shit that's the birds work for the bourgeoisie shit. <laughs> do I still have a sticker that says that? Yes, I do. I have a sticker on my laptop that has the full quote on it. Stop. <laughs> it's my favorite vine in the entire world besides, no, number one will always be, and they were roommates. Oh my God. I want to always be my favorite. 
And then he fucking turns the camera on and they were roommates. <laughs> oh, no. I like that all the birds died. <laughs> 1984 due to Reagan killing them and replacing them with spies. <laughs> Wait, how does it go? Placing them with spies that are now watching us. The birds work for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> Sorry, Kaylin called me again. <laughs> Tell her to chill for a sec. I know, I said one sec, I'm recording. Or did I say reading? Oh, fuck, I said reading. <laughs> that worked <laughs> too. <laughs> I don't read. Um, so I saw something that's been kind of blowing up on TikTok, and I think it's super cool. Um, and, yeah, I just think talking about, like, I mean, it kind of has to do with, like, history and, like, Native legends, and I think learning about, like, different cultures and stuff, it's really cool. And National Indigenous People Day was yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was a really cool... Um, for Columbus. Yeah, fuck Christopher Columbus. I've actually posted a thing on my story that said, fuck Christopher Columbus. I saw that. Love it. Yeah. Um, also posted a national coming out day post. Don't really think the Graham got the hint. <laughs> I don't think the Graham got the hint, but that was here. Me. We are happy nationally coming out day. <laughs> Liberty's homosexual. Got it. Um, yeah. So I decided to do something that's kind of blowing up on TikTok, and I thought it was kind of fitting because National Indigenous People was yesterday. Also, we talked about. Um, National Indigenous People Day in anthropology class today. I love my anthropology class. I thought I was going to hate it, but I actually kind of fucking love it. Yeah. Um, we talked about how there's 52 universities in the United States that um, were given, were are their land-grant institutions, and they were given this land because of the Morrill Act, and Washington State University is one of them. And the Morrill Act is basically just the government took all this land from Native Americans, and then we're just like, ah, here you go, like, build higher education on it. So now WSU has a, oh yeah, no, here's where it gets like, not to like call out my own college, but like I'm kind of calling you out. Um, They didn't just give them the land that the universities are placed on. They gave them a lot of different land. So like Washington State, for example, we have, or Washington State University, for example, we have um, logging land and farmland that WSU owns that they directly profit off of Mm -hmm. that is land granted so it is not ours and not ours to profit off of and indigenous peoples see zero percent of that profit so yeah we don't like that um and she literally was like you know we're all benefiting from this she looks at all of us and she goes we're all benefiting from this and she goes this is literally my job like as shitty as it is but like but that basically we're just talking about how like the land acknowledgement statement like oh we understand that this is native land is kind of fucking pointless yeah for sure so, yeah so it's my guess. i always that- thought land acknowledgement statements were weird because it was like what are you doing I we had a discussion post about it today actually in my anthropology class and I basically just said like okay I'm like at least that's better than nothing but at the same time that is doing nothing you're yeah, acknowledging literally it. is, it's like performative it's a hundred and ten percent performative like WSC for example we're in land acknowledging that we're on this certain tribes or this certain confederation's land and then they receive 0% of the profits from the land that the government stole and then gave to us. Right. Whatever. It's like, also, if you were just going to give it away, why didn't you just 
give it back. Because the Vermont Senator James Morrill, uh, it's a J name and his last name's Morrill, is the founder of the Morrill Act and he brought it to Senate, Senate, right? That, who's that who does that shit? I think so. He brought it to the government and was he was a Vermont person. He was a representative or a senator or some shit. And he brought it to them and he was like, here, I'm promoting higher education for all. So we should build 52 universities. And the, he was like a hero. Like he was considered a hero because he's like, I gave all of these universities. I got all these universities land. We got them funding. They get funding from this other land we stole because they can profit off of the farmland and the lo- the lumber for like Washington, for example. Yeah. Oof. So U of I, WSU, um, almost all the big ones like uh, University of Iowa, like shit like that. Like they're all land grab institutions, basically. There's 52, there's a whole list online super disappointing but yeah so I just thought this would be really cool to like kind of dive into I hope I do it justice um but there's so much more to these things that I probably will never but still it's really cool I did skinwalkers because they've literally been blowing up on TikTok everywhere and I'm like I feel like these TikToks aren't doing it justice like I want to know right Um, Something I learned in my research, but it was kind of a little too late to go back, was you're not really supposed to talk about skinwalkers. They're kind of like Voldemort. You're like, I'm too deep, so. I was like, fuck. But whatever. I was like, it's okay. So you're not really supposed to talk about them, but they are. They're kind of like, they're like the Voldemort. Like, you're, it's like, he must not be named. It's like that kind of shit. So. It's like the black eyed kids. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Oh my God. I almost did it, but they freaked me out too much. I couldn't do it stop i have ideas for later episodes maybe we can bring that topic back into the loop um so yeah i have a pretty interesting theory about skinwalkers also because it's not just one tribe that has theory about them so like the main one we read on the internet is the navajo legends right Mm -hmm. um also some other pretty popular ones are pueblo legends apache legends and hopi legends so um pueblo apache hopi and navajo that is pretty it's pretty like <coughs> sorry it's pretty like montana central yeah region kind like of central grass. south right yeah so very grasslandy central america um pueblo you get a little more into like arizona or pueblo i believe um gets a little more into like arizona and stuff and some more deserty places mm-hmm. if i'm right um but the thing is, is that there is thousands of tribes that each have like stories about something similar. And I know tribes talk. I mean, like they, some live like border to border with each other. Like there's no fucking way they didn't. But at the right. same time, like for tribes nationwide, tribes and confederations nationwide to have their own stories it just makes me think they're a little more real because like every everybody had their own like thing for it right. and I know like you know like every tribe had different ways of like creation and stuff like that but at the same time like to have a legend about something that all is kind of similar but like has just has different origins like that's weird as fuck yeah like there's no fucking way this isn't real Absolutely. so that was my little theory um 
so yeah Navajo legend is the most popular um so the theory is this is like the OG origin story is like they're kind of like medicine men turned bad so like the medicine man is like your herbs and spice like okay I don't want to say herbs and spices man I feel like that's a little like undertoning what they do it's kind of like your healer it was like your spiritual healer and your like healer of your tribe and so it was like someone who used their magic and their medicine for evil is what turned them evil and they can disguise themselves as animals or anything they need to be to lure you in basically okay. so when a medicine man abuses magic for evil they throw the natural order of the world off which is what almost every native legend I've read is based off of it's based off of the natural order of the world and yeah. how everything has a balance like when you see like especially like a big example when I thought of this was like vampire diaries you know like how when they take something they have to like give it back and that's kind of like a cheesy one but like at the same time like a lot of like magic and like healing is based around balance which again every tribe in the country has some sort of theory about balance in the natural world so weird if they were wrong in my opinion right so they then become an entity of evil when they throw off the balance sort of like a curse okay Um, but less of a curse and more of like a consequence because like sometimes curse like sometimes when you think about a curse it's like oh it just happens because it was an accident but this is more of like a consequence or or you piss someone off and they curse you but at the same time they still have all of their powers so it's It's they are consequence yeah so it's more of like uh like a it's not even really a consequence I mean it's a consequence if that's not who you wanted to be but at the same time you got there and now you're there right Uh, the reason you're not really supposed to talk about them is because legend had it that skinwalkers lived within your communities and when you spoke out about it that's when they killed you so because they are human form but right. one way you could tell, according to some tribes, was when they were in animal form, they had human eyes. And when they were in human form, they had animal eyes. Ew. Okay. But you're not supposed to talk about it because they're incredibly dangerous. I'm like, there's literally no point. Like, if you don't, it was more of like, if you don't piss it off, it won't piss you off kind of thing. So. Okay. My first example that I wanted to bring up was, it's a pretty popular one, um, Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. So, have you ever heard of this? Yeah. Yeah. So, this one's pretty good. So, it's also known as Sherman Ranch, um, known for lots of paranormal activity. Uh, Cattle mutilations, crop circles, UFO sightings. I didn't dwell too much into this, so I don't know, like, the accuracy of all the shit that happened at Skinwalker Ranch. Because, you know, once people see something take off, they could profit off it. Right. So, who knows? But the thing, so Terry was the owner. Oh, I skipped a line. In 1966, Terry Sherman, who was the um, owner at the time, reported um, walking his dogs late at night and seeing something in the form of a wolf that was three times its normal size with red eyes. So this is a big ass wolf. Like I'm talking like Taylor Lautner and Twilight kind of wolf, like <laughs> big bitch. Right. Um, yeah. So he said that the thing that spooked Terry the most 
when it ended up actually making him sell his farm to a paranormal or like a person who was really interested in the paranormal was um, the voices he heard outside when he was walking around. He said they came from the darkness and they came in the wind and it was in languages he didn't understand. And he felt as though they were invoking something. So like bringing something about. And that's another reason it would make sense if it was like, a native ghost was like it's in a native language and i don't think terry sherman in 1966 would know native languages no so that's what actually pushed him over the edge and made him sell his farm um the ranch eventually gets to adamentum no clue what that is but that's just what it said in the article and they put up surveillance fucking everywhere like they rig this place um and that's really like the last like important thing it said about that so they didn't I don't know if they ever got like a crazy amount of evidence but I'm pretty sure paranormal things are just like a regular there which if a tribe was living on this farm in the past and a medicine man did fuck up and become evil then it could draw a lot of energy to that area which would make sense as to why it would then be like a place where a lot of ghosts are or I mean just a lot of like spirits in general so I'm trying to log into my thingy so I can bring up the rest of the stories I found but it wouldn't make sense that that's like a place where energy is focused because the balance was thrown off there and it might be better now because the balance is restored once the good guy goes evil but the same time it could be like an energy pit for the earth so I could see that's why um how they're supposed to lure you in is they mimic sounds that you might that dry that draw you in so voices of loved ones mm-hmm. dead loved ones or someone in trouble like, so like help yeah. yes like babies crying help <laughs> me help me like a like the sound of your wife or the sound of your husband saying like help me help me like or your kids or something like so they do that to lure you in and if my if I heard my husband be like all right I mean I guess you gotta die because I'm not going in there I know like I'm literally so sorry but like so not <laughs> I simply cannot. I just can't deal with you right now. This is just a little too much. Okay. Um, okay. So here I found a couple stories from Reddit. Um, I know it doesn't seem like a crazy reliable source, but at the same time, there's a lot of cool shit on there that's like not in articles. So yeah. Will you let me click past you? I'm just going to have to sign up just to get this out of my face. (laughs) I hate that, but there's no X button. Oh my God, there is an X button. It's in the corner. Gosh dang it. I didn't see it. Okay. So here's the first story. It's from Reddit, Neptune420. Love it, Neptune. My father owns a small delivery service that operates out of Farmington, NM. New Mexico. New Mexico. Thank you. Yes. I Yes, I totally even forgot. New Mexico would be a big one too. (laughs) We mostly deliver small packages out to the middle of nowhere that are too much of a hassle for the larger delivery companies to bother with. My dad is the only employee and we have a few pickup trucks and a trailer. One day we get a delivery out to Window Rock, Arizona on the Navajo Reservation, about two hours from Farmington. My dad gets the call for a while while he's chilling with his Navajo friend, Travis, and his girlfriend. Travis mentions how he got family in Window Rock that he hasn't seen in ages and suggests they go with him. 
I was about six or seven at the time, and it was the summertime, so dad decides we'll go down together. He can do his delivery really quick, then while Travis sees his family, we can go check out the window rock, which is a big rock face with a large hole in it that goes to the other side, so that's what window rock is. Um, we had to con- we had to convoy in separate trucks since my dad was loaded down with freight. We decided to bring along some walkie-talkies so we could communicate with each other. We spent our time in Window Rock. Everything is generally uneventful, and we start heading home along the old highway. And Dad and I in front, and Travis and his girlfriend in their truck behind us. I honestly don't remember most of the Window Rock trip, but this is the part I can never forget. We're somewhere on the highway between Window Rock and Gallup, New Mexico, and it just rained early in the day, and the road was kind of slick, so we're taking it pretty slow. On the left of the highway, there's nothing but sandstone cliffs, and on the right, there's a huge field separated from the road by a small barbed wire fence. We crest the top of this hill, and down at the bottom of the hill, we see what appears to be a very large dog sitting on its haunches in the middle of the road facing the cliffs. My dad calls over the radio. Hey, Trav, do you see that big-ass dog? Travis starts yelling at the back, yelling back over the radio, that's not a dog, speed up and hit it right now. He sounds like he's hysterical, and he just keeps screaming. Hit it, you have to hit it, please. You have to hit that thing right fucking now. So my dad starts to speed up, and as we get a bit closer, I can begin to see it a little more clearly. It's covered in this brown, wiry, matted hair that appears to have dried blood all over it. It's facing the cliffs, but at the moment our headlights hit, it turns and looks at us, and it has a face. I don't know how else to describe it other than a mix between a bear's and a human's face. It looks just Distorted, twisted and distorted and almost in pain. As we get to closer, we start to realize it's really huge. Though it was still sitting on its haunches, it's about shoulder height with the hood of the truck. We get literally inches from hitting it when it lands out this scream that sounds like someone's screaming at the top of their lungs filled with water, and it leaps backward towards the field, landing just on our side of the barbed wire fence, and then it was gone. Travis comes back over the radio and says, holy shit, keep driving, we have to get out of here. He keeps repeating that last part, we have to get out of here and we have to go faster. Pretty soon, we're speeding like crazy, and just as we come to the near outskirts of Gallup, we got we get pulled over. Travis pulls his truck over with us. Naturally, this cop, this makes the cop a Navajo man himself. Very on edge, he immediately asks why Travis felt the need to pull over as well. Travis said, we just saw Skinwalker a few miles back, and it's been following us. The officer immediately turns white, stammers something about verbal warnings, gets, gets in his car, and takes off. We do the same. We didn't see anything else that night, but when we got home, Travis refused to let us leave without taking some kind of Navajo totem thing that was supposed to keep it away. That gave me, like, goosebumps. Don't like it. I, I know. Um... Okay. Oh, yes. Here's my second one. Okay. This is from Navajo underscore Joe. So Navajo Joe, thank you for your story. Um, I was a kid when this happened. My uncle and I are finishing up chopping, gathering firewood for my grandmother because it was getting dark. Driving back on a dirt road at about 30 miles per hour, I had this awful sense of being watched. Before I could turn to look out my passenger side window, my uncle quickly shouted, don't. I completely froze. My heart felt like it was beating out of my chest, then completely stopped when I heard a tap tap on my window. My uncle sped up and was loudly praying in my native language. I don't know what was going on and thought it was over till I suddenly dipped away from the bed. My uncle then started saying, look at me and don't turn away over and over. And then I heard it again, tap tap, but from the window behind me. It was getting harder for me to breathe and I wanted to cry. A minute or two passed and the truck dipped again. My uncle looked around side. It was quiet besides the truck in the road. He looked at me and said, well, ask your father to do a prayer in the morning so the evil will forget our faces i remember curling up to the scene just staring at the radio watching the time listening to my uncle sing an old prayer till we got to my grandmother's house 
called my uncle because I had a nightmare about that night and we talked about it for a bit and he said I didn't see faces just eyes like brake lights on the road it watched you before hanging up I tried joking with him about it why did you just step on the brake when it was in the back no laughter just a pause because it wasn't alone so like he stopped yeah so like that shit's and also guys if you look up hashtag skinwalker stories on or like hashtag skinwalker hashtag skinwalker stories on tiktok there's this really creepy video of a man on a horse um and you hear someone like yelling in a field and this horse gets super fucking freaked out so yeah don't like that but yeah so i mean i just think like there's i mean like it would make sense with like every tribe and confederation across the country having their own story about it yeah I have a question yeah have you seen the ones I don't I don't know if it's skinwalker I don't necessarily know what it is but the tiktoks about the people in like Appalachia that's just like that is I thought that was just like inbred people <laughs> but it might be <laughs> <laughs> like dead ass like I thought that was like the Appalachian Mountain people I thought that was just like inbred wild people okay that I was wondering I was like I don't think it's skinwalkers I was just curious what it was but I also <laughs> saw another thing on TikTok like along the same lines right but I also saw this thing on TikTok where it was like this girl was like it's rude as fuck of you guys to say we have inbred mountain people up here like it's like classist and shit so I, I just she was just saying like maybe yeah I have no clue so well okay here's what I was thinking though I was I wasn't sure if it was necessarily like inbred quote-unquote inbred mountain people or if it was like an actual paranormal yeah an actual paranormal thing um just because I know that they had like a lot of bootleggers up there so like ghosts or something like that but I don't know Totes. yeah no that is definitely that's something different I thought that was just like I don't know even remember what they were like I just thought it, I don't think it was paranormal okay. or it might have been but I don't think it was like I, don't know, I think it's like bootleg or ghosts like along those lines okay I, w- I wasn't sure totes totes my goats but yeah there's a bunch of other crazy native legends too where, or like you know like yeah, the skinwalker one freaks me out yeah exactly so skinwalkers are pretty terrifying yeah yeah don't like that yeah so no go for us yeah seriously well Uh, good job that was a good story I know I thought yours was great too I just wanted to do something like super spooky because it's spooky fucking season it is spooky fucking season look at my nails I got a little ghost shut the fuck up those are so fucking cute right stop <laughs> um i also watched the britney spears documentary on netflix Ooh, was it good i want to watch it it's really like sad it's just like really like no one listened to her it's just like super fucked up super right now i'm watching one about rbg mm. the fucking legend <laughs> she's a bunch of literally a fucking icon she is she is yeah, love that bitch. <sighs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for recording. Thanks for listening, guys. Always. I'm always here to record. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <not here>. <laughs> <laughs> for real. No, but thanks for listening, guys. And thanks for, you know, appreciating the hustle. Like, we're just busy motherfuckers. We are just busy motherfuckers. Thanks for sticking around. We appreciate exactly. you. Well, I know, and Sydney's also two hours ahead of me, so, like, it's true. you know, like, when I get done at six, 
she's about to go to bed like that kind of shit so like yeah yeah that kind of stuff but yes we appreciate y'all so great week yes have a safe (laughs) safe spooky season yeah i hope it's spooky as hell for you yeah but like not like skinwalkers not not like skinwalker just like you know scary movies and pumpkin carving oh yes we have a pumpkin carving exchange later love that for you we also got our homecoming partners for next year it's sigma chi so yeah very nice yep all right okay bitches we'll see you next week i'll see you next week Bye. bye